that's the place where you're stuck. Most of you know, take a deep breath, relax, try to compose your, you know, I'm going to go try to compose myself and my thoughts. But this is the place where you're stuck. You try to compose your thoughts and you are having a difficult time articulating to yourself, even let alone to your husband, why you're so upset. And essentially, it boils down to one sentence. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. Hello, everyone. I am excited to be back here uh, at home recording for you this week. Last week, we were away. We went to the Dominican Republic of uh, for the week just to spend some much needed relaxation time that was pretty awesome uh, for those of you who are nervous don't worry uh, we were careful uh, yes COVID is a thing over there too and um, and everybody was taking precautions the plane ride was actually really amazing most of it I would say was an even more pleasant experience than normal because everything was so empty so normally you go to the hotel and the pools are really crowded and you know there's all these people but that was not the case this time it was quite lovely in fact it was a little sad and disheartening so when I we walked off the plane and we're walking through the airport it was so empty it really broke my heart because in seeing the airport so empty it just made me think of all the people who weren't working because of that and uh, that was tough so but either way it was an amazing time we were out there um, celebrating my birthday which just passed in um, September so that was fun had a great time and one of the things that had been coming up for me while I was away over DMs you know in the Facebook groups one of the, the major topics that have been coming up and I wanted to address with you guys is how to react to your husband in love um, versus just anger you know when he does something and you're upset with him and, and you want to really give him a loving graceful reaction because this is the grace field wife right so uh, how to react to him in love versus anger excited to chat with you on this topic let's dig in all right so you know when the husband does something to piss you off and you just want to scream like you want to scream you want to throw something at him you want to shake him you want to give him a piece of your mind because hello how dare he 
do the thing that he just did? Well, you are not alone. Girl, we have all been there. We have all wanted to kill our husbands from one time or another. But murder is illegal. So, you know, yeah, uh, we shouldn't do that. That's not good. That's not uh, helpful for healthy, grace-fueled marriages, right? So here we are in this episode, how to respond to your husband in love and grace without killing him. All right. First, I have mentioned this in another episode and it was so powerful. I just had to bring it up again. This is something that we learned in a small group. Uh, it was a sacred marriage curriculum. If you guys have ever done it, you might be familiar with it. But basically what they taught us was your spouse is God's child. Yeah, all right. I know my spouse is God's child. But what does that mean? That means that God is not only your father, but he is your father-in-law. So think about how God would feel if he saw you talking to your husband that way. Like if, if you were a parent, come on, ladies, and you saw somebody talking to your son the way we talk to our husband sometimes, mm, how would that make you feel? Come on, be real. How would it make you feel? So if we put ourselves in those shoes, if we look at it from that perspective, from God's perspective and look down and say, wow, he loves my husband just as much as he loves me. He loves my husband. And if I treat my husband this way, if I talk to my husband this way and the way I'm really feeling right now, because he just really just pissed me off. And if I just talk to him that way, how is that going to make God feel? If I, if I give it to him, like give him really what I want to say, how's that going to make God feel? How would you feel? How do you feel when you see your kids fight? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, that feeling right there that you get when you see the kids fight and like, it hurts you so much. It hurts you to see them fight because they love each other and they're siblings and yeah, okay. Siblings fight every now and then, but like, come on, that's mean. You're not supposed to say that sort of thing. You know I mean? Think about what we tell our children even. So look at it from God's perspective and think about how that makes him feel to see you talk to his child, your husband that way. That might stop you in your tracks a little bit. So start there. That's number one. How would God see your reaction to your husband? Number two, take a deep breath. Don't roll your eyes. Girl, I know this is hard. I just did it this morning. My husband said something to me and I'm just like, I didn't even have words for him. I just rolled my eyes, which of course then he like snipped back and then we're like snipping back and forth to each other. And it took a little while before we got over it. But like, you know, in my opinion, if he would have just not made his comment in the first place, I wouldn't have had to roll my eyes, right? Come on. I know this is what you're saying. This is what I do. So I know that I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. But if we take a moment and take a deep breath and just breathe and don't roll our eyes and just okay and you might still be seething you really might still be seething depending on what he's done it will help you to calm down before you answer him because remember what we're looking for is we're not trying to be doormats right I'm not telling you you need to be a doormat I'm not telling you that you need to allow him to treat you any sort of way no boundaries are important 
But what I am telling you is what we had asked in the beginning was, how do I respond in love? So you can give him correction without responding angry, you know, give an attitude, you know, shaking your hips. I mean, I'm calling me out here, right? And so these are some of the things that I do. So these are some of the ways that we're going to try not to respond because he doesn't respond very well back to us when we do that. So that was two, right? So number one, how would God feel as a parent with you treating his son that way, his child, your husband? I know that's hard. Like who wants to think of that? But it's true. How would God feel? He probably wouldn't be happy. So think about that first. Number two, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and don't roll your eyes. Just nod kind of like smile and nod, just smile and nod, honestly, because you are going to have to take some time. Number three is that take some time, go to a quiet place if you need to and collect your thoughts. And the reason why I say collect your thoughts is because sometimes we need to really be able to articulate ourselves. Well, this, I see this a lot, especially uh, with people who, you know, they have a tendency to snap. They have a tendency to just, you know, get nasty um, and they don't want to do that and so then what happens is they end up avoiding confrontation and so my my husband does this all the time to me actually he avoids confrontation not because he's not confront he's non-confrontational but because he doesn't want to say something mean he doesn't want to say something he's going to regret so he will take some time to cool off and collect his thoughts and articulate himself to me better and I appreciate it because you know, yeah, there has been times where we've gotten in arguments and he said things that were kind of mean and vice versa. So uh, I always try to do the same thing. And so because of that, I when women ask me for advice in that area, I it's one of the pieces that I give them. Take some time to collect your thoughts. So just to recap, one, we are going to take a look. How would God looking out, if he was looking in from the window, what would he say? What would he say about my behavior right now? Would he say it's ugly? Would he be unhappy with it? Would he, and we're just talking about my behavior, your behavior, right? Not your husband's. What would he say about it? If God would say that it's ugly, it's unkind, it's harsh, take a step back. Remember in 1 Peter, it says, if any of them, meaning the husbands, do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. So sometimes we are really just looking to take a step back and let our our quiet and our reluctance to lash out at them speak for itself number two take a deep breath take a deep breath smile and nod and number three go give yourself some time go give yourself some time to collect your thoughts and to really articulate yourself and it may sometimes it may take a couple of hours before you can really voice to your husband what has been bothering you but that is going to be better than just flying off the handle um, yelling at him or getting emotional or doing you know throwing things you know because I've never thrown anything <laughs> no I'm joking I actually have never thrown anything <laughs> I may have wanted to but I've never actually thrown anything but still so Doing those three things, especially the last one, taking some time to collect your thoughts. Another thing, bonus tip, I would say, bonus tip is going to be to go ahead and journal that out. Journal it out, write out how that makes you feel, and that way you will be better equipped to deal with the situation later. All right, ladies, so I realize I could just end the episode here. One, two, three points, you're done. 
But as I paused it, I was going to end it here. And I, as I paused it and I, I thought about it, I realized I'm missing an important point for you. And that is, where do I start to articulate myself? So most of you, that's the place where you're stuck. Most of you know, take a deep breath, relax, try to compose your, you know, I'm going to go try to compose myself and my thoughts. But this is the place where you're stuck. You try to compose your thoughts and you are having a difficult time articulating to yourself, even let alone to your husband, why you're so upset. And essentially, it boils down to one sentence. The lie I'm telling myself is... Now, I know it's easy, like we like to say that the enemy, he's the one that puts all the lies in our head, blah, 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 blah. But let's stop giving him so much power and so much credit. Yeah, he can suggest things to us, but a lot of times these are just lies that we're telling ourselves. And so what is the lie that you're telling yourself? Um, Brene Brown, who I've talked about her before, I love her as an author. She also has a podcast. She uses the term, you know, the story I'm telling myself or the story I'm making up is, think about that. The lie I'm telling myself is, he's not attracted to me. The lie I'm telling myself is, I'm not a good mother. The lie I'm telling myself is, he thinks I'm fat. The lie I'm telling myself is, I'm not good enough for this. The lie I'm telling myself is, he's going to leave me. The lie I'm telling myself is, I'm not safe. Now that one, I'm going to give some special attention to because when I said that, when I first thought about that, when I first realized that I was telling myself this lie of, I'm not safe, I had a physical reaction to it. It was like, whoa you know? And in that instance, I recognized that I was bringing in something from before that has nothing to do with my husband. And that's going to be the case for a lot of these lies. However, and I've said this many times before, there is a difference between believing a lie that you're not safe and knowing that it's a lie and then actually not being safe and knowing that you're not being safe. So if that is you and you feel like, you are not physically safe in your relationship, then this is a totally different scenario. Then actually this podcast is is almost not for you yet because you have to get yourself safe. So this podcast is for the woman who, who she knows she's safe at home. She knows all these things um, and, and doesn't necessarily need to get herself out of the situation for herself and her children to be safe. So if that is you, press pause, work on that first. Um, That really should be dealt with. Licensed therapist, there's so much that has to happen besides you, you know, whether or not you decide to stay in the marriage. If you feel that you're not safe and you still want to try to save your marriage, uh, that's possible. I've seen it happen. You know, I've heard um, case studies or read case studies of that happening. But again, that should be done separately outside the house and with the help of a professional that is way beyond Uh, my scope of expertise for this show. 
that being said, if you are confident, if you know a lot of the stuff beneath the surface, if you're already aware of the lot of a lot of the triggers, things that have come up for you, things that have come up for him, if you've kind of dealt with that and are in a space where you get it, you know, you know what's beneath the surface and you want to move forward. You know, I, this is the space where my clients are in. This is the space where I come in, where I can help. This is the space where I offer one-on-one coaching, where I'm like, okay, we get it. We know what things we dealt with, you know, when we were kids, we know some of our triggers, you know, we, we, we are ready to kind of move forward and say, and separate. Like, I know that's not my husband. I know this is like coming from somewhere way back when and how am I going to deal with it moving forward that is where I come in to offer coaching accountability where I hold your hand where I talk to you unbiased not looking to judge you your husband your relationship somebody who's not going to sit there and tell you you're always right who's really just going to give you the truth in love and walk you through how we can get better. How can we start making these changes in our own behavior to in turn start to see our husbands react differently because it's basically, it's all a cycle. And so if it's our job, if they're not going to do it, somebody's going to do it. So unless we plan on staying on the crazy cycle for the rest of our lives, one of us has to jump off the ride and stop it, right? One of us has to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I don't want to have this in our marriage anymore. Let's move forward. And I'm going to start by changing my behavior. I'm going to start by being able to give you some more grace. But in that, a lot of times we need help. We need a coach. We need somebody who's going to walk us through. And that's what I do. So I felt that it was important to kind of throw that in there. If you are in that space, I actually have a few slots available for this month. Uh, Before the end of the month, I have about three slots left that I can do. We're starting homeschool and y'all know the craziness. So I can, you know, I can, uh, you know, lot three slots. So if you would like to do that, go ahead. There's a link in the show notes and you will be able to book a coaching session or you could just email me Beatrice at the Grace Fueled Wife or DM me on Instagram and we can talk about what that would look like. So backtracking, if you're knowing that the idea that I'm not safe is a lie, then where is this coming from? And so all of these, all of these little things that might be lies or that are lies and you recognize their lies, that is where you're going to start articulating for your husband, what is it that upsets you so much? So you can say, babe, when you do this, it triggers something in me. When this happens, when, you know, whatever, or, and without necessarily putting blame on him so that he's not then becoming on the defensive because then what we want to try to do is is not trigger him, right? And so we just want to kind of take ownership of our feelings. So take ownership of your feelings and and what is going on for you? What is this bringing up for you? And we want to let him know that. So that's how we're going to go ahead and try to articulate that for him. So this next point was made by Hillary Rushford, who's a friend and influencer. She has her own podcast called the You're Welcome Podcast. And she asked these two questions in one of her last episodes, and it really got me thinking. The first one was, are you trying to shame or control? So she was using an example with her husband, uh, generally the podcast is about lifestyle in general, but she was talking about her husband 
specifically. And she was saying, are you trying to shame or control your husband into doing some something? And maybe that that shame or control, maybe in controlling it, feeling like this will make me feel better. And so I ask that of you when we're trying to articulate our feelings for him, you know, as we go through the questions, like, what is the lie I'm telling myself? And then the next question you can ask yourself is, am I trying to shame or control him into doing something? The next question that Hillary asked, which I thought, you know, was like a follow up, I thought it was important was what is more important, controlling him into this one behavior or another, or having the relationship and the connection so maybe it seems easier to you know get him to do it your way take out the garbage do whatever do the thing it's that you want to do and you want it done correctly uh and in having some control in that area is it going to make you feel any better than um having the improved relationship or connection that you would have if you did what we're saying in, t- in terms of taking a step back and talking to him and, and coming to him with grace in the feedback that you're giving. And so I think that's so important because a lot of times we don't think about that. We're thinking about our immediate reaction. We're thinking about our immediate frustration and we want to get it out and we don't know how. And so we just say the first thing that comes to mind. And then what happens is the relationship is actually damaged. And ultimately, when you think about it, that's the last thing that you want. Uh, I mean, you may be frustrated, you may want to voice your opinions, but no one is looking to damage the relationship or create a sense of hurt in their marriage. They just want to feel heard, they want to feel understood, and they want to feel validated in that conversation. So I know I gave you a lot to think about this week. First, it was we were looking at how can we respond in love versus anger. And the first thing we talked about was understanding that God loves our husband too. And how would he feel if he heard us speaking to him in that way? The second thing was taking time to take a deep breath, step back, and really look to articulate our feelings. Three, articulating those feelings how are we going to do that maybe it's taking some time with a journal or whatever but really think about what is the lie that I'm telling myself here that has me so upset and so wrapped up and that will probably help you to kind of calm down a little bit and really just approach the conversation differently lastly it was what are we looking to accomplish? Am I looking to control him or get him to do something in a certain way? Or is the relationship here more important than what I have to say? So I leave you with this quick prayer. Father God, we just thank you. I thank you so much for every woman under the sound of my voice right now. I pray for healing and restoration in her marriage, whether it is just okay or really in a difficult place, Father. I pray that the unity of your spirit just binds her and her husband back together to a place, the place where you originally intended it to be. I pray, Father, that you just are repairing relationships left and right, that she is able to find a connection unlike any other father in Jesus name. Amen. Hey love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. 
This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.